about Ross and Patrick. I don't care. Yeah, like, who cares? They obviously care about themselves, but who else do they care about? I don't know. I'm not so sure. Mm, maybe we'll have a guest or two. The world's going up in flames, so, like, who cares? <laughs> who cares? We care. Gross. <laughs> Ow! I feel like a woman. The best thing about being a woman is a prerogative to have a little fun, yeah. Did we hit that note? I think we did, but it might have hurt the eardrums. You know what I mean? I think we nailed it. Also, we were talking about this earlier. Best thing about being a woman is the prerogative to just have... A modicum of fun. A little fun. Yeah. Like a chill, ladies. Chill, ladies. Before we really launch into that, welcome back. To who cares? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm sure you've missed us. You've missed this musical. All five of you or so. Uh, it's been almost three months. Yeah. It's September 5th was our last episode. And we are so sorry for abandoning uh, you like that. I'm so sorry. Welcome back. We missed you. We hope you did miss us. Yeah. Feels good to I, be they back. They did. They did. Feels good to be back across the table from you. Yes. I haven't seen you since September. How's your <laughs> life? A lot going on. A lot cooking up. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's, I mean, best thing about being a woman is having a little fun. And, uh. You've been having a little fun. <sighs> been having a little fun. Been having a little danger. Been Ooh. having a little uh, hard at work. Yeah. You know. Hardly working. Hardly working. Making exit strategies. Making enter strategies. Entrance. Yes. Grand entrance mm-hmm. strategies. Yeah. You're a yoga teacher now. Bam, 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 bam. Sorry. I'm trying to put my legs on you. I don't know if it's working. <laughs> it's working. Um. <clears throat> Yes. See, I clear my throat right into the mic. Yeah, just do it. Patrick does a casual head turn. Turn aside. Not me. You're getting locked and loaded, baby kit and kabootel. In a professional studio, there would be a button that says cough and you'd hit that button. And it would mute your mic. (laughs) Yeah, it would mute your mic for a second and then you could sneeze or cough or whatever you got to do off mic. And then I'm like, the best thing about being. Is the variety the fun game? Oh, that was beautiful. Have a little fun <laughs> Did I get the note? What a falsetto on him. Whew. Did I get the note though? Mm, just shy. Okay. Not way off, but not spot on. Yeah. Now, which you know, as we know, prerogative. <laughs> We're talking prerogatives here, guys. Best thing about being a woman. It's the prerogative to have a little fun. Compare that to the prerogative of one Robert Brown from the 90s. If you will. His prerogative? To do what I want to do. He gets to do what he wants to do. My prerogative. So we're like, that's, you know, that's just like a song. Pops in the head. Yeah. Not Bobby Brown, which sometimes it does, but I think Shania Twain pops up more often. That's just one of those earworms, they call it. When Shania comes on, I can't not move my hips. Of course not. You know, I put my I put my hands on my lower back and I just swing my hips. <laughs> Your lower back. Arms akimbo, like I'm looking for the kids to come in from the rough waters yes. on the beach. Yes, yes. I'm like, come on in, kids. But Mama's also, gotta dance. But also, I can't stop moving these hips. Yeah. Uh, so you started singing it 
And I, I really like um, thinking about songs like this, like breaking them down and just saying the lyrics mm-hmm. in a very like monotone manner. Yeah. Uh, a hit from back in the day that I like to unpack was um, She's Got Legs. Mm-hmm. She Knows How to Use Them. Yeah. She was born with legs. Turns out mm-hmm. she's got them. Yep. Born with legs, like a majority of yeah. the planet. And knows how to use them. Mm-hmm. She's tapping into the ancient instincts of being a human. <laughs> yes. It's unbelievable. A it's bi- unbelievable. A bipedal human. Bipedal or he- oh, pedal? I couldn't tell you. A bipedal. I'm too, I'm too busy with my finger on the pulse of mm-hmm. uh, ZZ Top yep. and Shania Twain. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the music podcast. Who cares about Ross and Patrick where we deconstruct the lyrics from long forgotten songs. <gasps> I mean, maybe it's just my sense of humor. I think it's really funny to think about absurd, just like straight ahead lyrics. Yeah. You know? Well, we might as well just pick apart. Uh, she's got legs while we're here. <laughs> I mean. You pull up. Yeah, we can pull, pull it up. up. Yeah, I'm sure there's other horrendous things in the lyrics that, which. I, I think it's a celebration. Obviously, I'm going to push back and say it's a celebration sure, of the it's female a fucking form. A celebration of objectification and compartmentalization. Celebrate, celebrate. Actually, talk about that compartmentalization and how you mean it here. Because I remember you explaining this to me in a in a way that I never had thought about. Mm. Talk about that. Well, uh, while Patrick looks for the lyrics, let me tell you a little something about the compartmentalization and also the commodification of women's bodies. Mm. <laughs> Let's get into it. Well, I'm hard. <laughs> Rock hard. Uh, you know, it's the idea that uh, we're seen in like different, I mean, I, I, we're all capable of this. I'm not just saying that like only, this is only done to women. Certainly this is done to men also, but women have, you know, we've really, won the award in objectification for longest period of time, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a trophy. There's a trophy cabinet. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes the female. Like withstood most objectification, compartmentalization, yeah. commodification, um, and policing. 10,000 years straight since 5,000 BC. That's it. Mm-hmm. So like um, legs, she knows how to use them. We're only talking about the legs as a sexual object and not the woman as a whole. Yeah, the disembodied legs. Correct. So it's like, these are these things that represent sex in the brain. She's got legs. <laughs> she knows how to use them. Yeah. So using them, one would say, uh, by, a, you know, teasing a man, luring him in, mm. like... Wrapping them around you the know, trunk you, of a pelvis you, of sure, a man. Sure. Just fucking. During a lovemaking. Pulling in the pelvis yes. with said legs. Yeah, locking them down. And I don't think there's anything wrong with um, consensual objectification. Yeah. You know, like that's what gets a lot of us off, right? Yeah. But, we're, we're agreeing. All right, we're getting into the legs right now. So, but like when it's systematic objectification of women for millennia. That's the problem. And also a song like this is an anthem that uh, we pick up as young men. Like I can remember singing this song as like a nine year old boy. And not even knowing what the fuck is going on, but like kind of deducing that it's like, oh, legs are sexy. That's what they mean. And also we grew up in, you know, we're the MTV generation. So we also saw the video where it's just all super sexy legs. Just legs. I mean, I think I'm okay with it overall. (laughs) 
I think I've proved my point. But it sounds like you've got a point to make here. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm really laying into some old school feminist theory circa 2003 St. Michael's College on y'all. Yeah, she just got her backpack out on the table here. <laughs> she just put on glasses. <laughs> what are you doing with that marker board? Um, I actually wrote a paper on this very thing in college about how like advertisements sell things to people in general, but I focused on female advertisements, women on dames and broads, dames and broads advertisements. So like razors will often just show legs, women's Mm -hmm. razors, or they'll just show armpits. They won't really show a face or a body. Oh yeah. Um, Just reminding you like your body hair is absolutely disgusting. Like, please God take care of it. We're going to alienate you from your own body. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it makes you uh, the Royal, you women, people, um, people of all genders repulsed by their own bodies. That might be a part of it, but I was going to say more like you begin then to think of yourself as these problematic parts. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, I am a human being who is a whole person with right. all of these other elements, head to, toe. head to toe. I am not just this one thing. I'm not just that other thing. But when you're being bombarded with like, Oh, like, She's People are an ass legs. man. This guy's a leg man. I'm a tit man. Yeah. It's like you're deduced to these mm-hmm. simple pleasures. Mm-hmm. So, so what about you? Tits or legs? What are you more into? Oh, uh, legs. <laughs> She's got legs. But, but what's interesting? I actually just went to go see. Um, just as an example of Saint how Vincent. how um, insidious this can be mm-hmm. is that you know. I'm a feminist. I'm trying to undo these things for myself, encourage other women to undo these things for themselves, other people, non-binary men, Mm -hmm. what have you, uh, get people to think about these things, right? That it's a system of oppression for Mm -hmm. us to think about our bodies in this way. It keeps us buying a bunch of bullshit, right? Mm -hmm. Wow, we're go. We're just laying in heavy. Yeah, right we're like, from the we're t- like <laughs> welcome back. Put on your thinking caps, okay? I've been gone for three months, and I've been in a cave doing research yeah. and writing things on the wall about how the patriarchy has kept me down, yeah. baby. Yeah, I've been away for three months, and I'm ready to rage against <laughs> the machine. I kind of am, but uh. So I went to go see St. Vincent the other night in an intimate affair at Brooklyn Academy of Music. A lot of fashionable white people, yeah. I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, I was doing my best to blend, mm-hmm. and uh, she came out looking fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh, also a queer person. Yeah. High femme, if you know who St. Vincent is. Very into fashion, wears like very high fashion when she like performs and shit. What was she in? What was she wearing? I'm going to guess it was like an Yves Saint Laurent mm. something. She did mm-hmm. mention that her shoes were Gucci at one point. Uh-huh. We're all doing the best we can. All these corporations and fashion industry is fucking evil, but like we also want to like wear cool clothes too. I so mean, like, it's, what are you going to do? It's art, you know? So she had these insane stilettos on. I don't even know what she was wearing on the bottom because it was like a mini something. It was like mini shorts, mini skirt, something that was like weird asymmetrical in parts. And she was seated at a piano. Most no, of no. Time. She was standing the whole oh, time really? and she had her friend who is like a famous pianist collaborator with a bunch of indie rock bands who goes by Dove Man. Oh, 
Thomas Dove, Dove Man, I got this show, Dove Man. Thomas Bartlett is his name. Oh. So they were doing like banter back and forth. They've known each other for a long time, yada, yada. He's playing, uh, he's done instrumentation. Is that what you would call it? Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Session when playing, you, when you like record on an album? Re, no, when you like. Uh, Reimagine? Yeah, you know, when you like redo a song, it's like the musical word for it is like. Transpose. Uh, re repackage uh, remix not a remix a None tribute a None cover I, I was saying it to people like I knew what I was saying mm. <laughs> like I like the new like composition that he yeah. had created mm -hmm. using the piano as opposed to all the arrangement weird. yes the arrangement new arrangement yes. of these songs yes we got there people for her songs he rearranged her songs correct and they together, them together 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 okay Talk about she's got legs and she knows how to use them. Yeah, okay. she does. She's got a fucking set of stems. I feel like we've talked about her cover art on this very podcast. Oh, yes, which is, I think, a commentary yes. on such things. Yeah. And a lot of the videos for this album, Mass Seduction, is like all the visual elements are very much about all of this sort Advertising, of stuff. commercialization. Yes. Yes. Well, also objectification. Engaging with it. To a certain extent, too. Like, obviously, she's like a cog in the wheel of it yeah. to a certain extent, too. My point being, as a woman affected by these things over the course of my 36 years of life, seeing this woman who's beautiful, I'm attracted to her. I like kind of am envious of her. I don't want to be a musician. I don't have that skill set, but mm -hmm. like still envious of this like. She's this badass, like, rock babe who, like, wears amazing clothes. She's super smart. Hypersexual. Yeah. I'm, like, she's hot and engaging, and I'm, like, into her in all ways. But I'm, like, staring at those stems, and I'm, like, man, I wish I had legs like that. You do? Yeah. You have great legs. Oh, well, thanks. No, I'm saying, yeah, as in, <laughs> I thought you were saying you do, like, like, oh, you do that? Like, you think about think about it like that but you meant I do have legs like no, her. I'm just confirming you have excellent legs thank you so much I really appreciate that but also like that's so fucked up right that it's like I'm sitting there You're like comparing I'm just like oh man those legs like and it's not like I love like oh I want to fuck those legs it's like oh man I wish I had those legs mm. like I want to fuck you St. Vincent but I also which is actually want to take away your legs and put them on my body yeah I was just gonna say it's like an in interesting thing <laughs> side effect or byproduct of how we compartmentalize body parts it makes you exactly. think it's possible to just take another pair of legs it was, I don't think it's, I don't think it's possible but, no, but it's like, like you on can a mental imagine level, it on a mental level you yes. could, would even consider it mm -hmm. whereas I do think I think we talked about this We've been to like anytime like, oh, on the Great British Bake Off, there's a really pretty French girl oh. who just looks pretty Menon. all the time. You guys know what I'm talking about? And uh, I think we, I don't know if we talked about it this specifically, but it seems like Europeans have an easier time of just being themselves, whatever shape or form they're in without yeah. like. More, Feels more effortless. Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe there's less, less, uh, oh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm losing the point I'm trying to make, but. I don't know. I guess I think of like American society as like so like plastic surgery obsessed and I think we are probably more so than Western Europe, but we digress, right? Yeah. Anyway, we've got these great <sighs> lyrics in front of us. <laughs> Circling back. Now brought to you by this 
uh, feminist digression. What do we got? She's got legs. She knows how to use them. As we know. Covered that one. (laughs) She never begs. She knows how to choose them. I think oh. that's about men. Yeah, I, I think they're saying she doesn't have to beg for a guy's attention. She chooses which guy she wants. Yes, Because she has the power in her legs. Yes. She's doing squats, deadlifts. <laughs> she's on that Stairmaster. She's doing the thing on the Stairmaster but where she lifts. But not too much because if she's too muscular, then it's mm. emasculating and we don't want to look at that. Thank you so much. She's holding leg, wondering how to feel them. Wait, what? She's holding leg? She's holding leg, wondering... How to feel them. She can't feel them because she's being made to wear these stilettos all the time and they fucking hurt. <laughs> it's like they're numb, numb up to the hips. They're fucking numb and then they're going to hurt like hell tonight when she's she finally holding, gets in that Epsom salt bath. She's holding leg and what? She's holding leg wondering how to feel them. Is that like a I mean, this actually reference? does This does become a bit of a riddle because the next line is, would you get behind them if you could only find them? Question mark. Would you get behind? <laughs> She's my baby. She's my baby. Yep. It's all right. <laughs> so basically this is fucking nonsense. It yeah, means yeah, nothing. Yeah. Uh, she's got her hair down to her fanny. Oh, thank God for that. She's kind of jet set trying to undo her panties. Ooh, who's trying to undo their panties while flying? She's jet setting. She's, she's kind of, well, she's kind of jet set. Hair Try. Down? undo her panties i think that's saying like she's got places to go you can try to undo her panties but it's not going to happen because she's oh, got places to go yeah 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 like try to like try yeah. to ruffle her feathers try to like bunch put her panties in a bunch she's got a jet set she doesn't fucking time uh, yeah i think he's saying like i'd like to see you try every time she's dancing she knows what to do mm-hmm. everybody wants to see if she can use it <laughs> she's so fine She's all mine. Mm, classic. Girl, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> First, I just want to backtrack to backtrack to backtrack. Let's track back to it. We're gonna tag we're gonna team tag it mm-hmm. and <laughs> go to she's got hair down to her fanny. Now, is she like a Mennonite? Is she mm. a She's she's a poly uh polygamist wife. She's a sister wife. Is she in a closed off community in Utah? Yeah, she's got one of those thick braids that that end up very thin at the bottom. (laughs) Because that's what hair down to your fanny looks like. And there's so many split ends. Uh, It's like, let's condition and cut. Let's cut and color. I would like to think that if this is a woman that has legs and knows how to use them, she also knows when to cut her hair. Mm. I do like the idea of like this song being an, an anthem to a woman with like the most incredible legs, but everything else is a mess. <laughs> well, it have to be right. Like I she's mean, got teeth. Like, she's got teeth falling out. Yeah, she's got because she's cro- so focused on her damn legs. She's got crossed eyes. That's all she's ever gotten attention mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Oh, now I just feel bad for her. Uh, Fanny in America means butt. That'd <laughs> be hilarious if it was hair down to her fanny and it meant vagina. Well, it means that. In, it's a, in, basically about the same distance, though. England, so, like, right? what's the difference? In yeah. England? London, England. All right. Uh, <laughs> then we re, reprise. Reprise? What do you say? Reprise. She's got legs. She knows how to use them. She never begs. She knows how to choose them. She's got a dime all the time. Oh, God. Stays out at night moving through time. <laughs> oh, I want her. Said, I gotta have her. The girl's all right. She's all right. 
Willie F. Gibbons, Frankly Beard, Joe Michael Hill. Wait, one of the guys on Disney <laughs> Time is named Beard? Frankly Beard? He's like, I've got a great idea. My last name is Beard. Let's I'm, grow beards. I'm going a beard down to my fanny. I just want to shout out Billy Gibbons guitar playing. He really is one of the most amazing guitar players on the planet. Anyway, um, oh, we should keep track of time also. We're about 19 minutes in. <sighs> Can you believe it? <laughs> wow. And we are just uh, getting started. This was, we made no plan before coming into this recording, and this is where we've landed. Ba, 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 da, ba, da. I feel like a woman. So anyways, prerogatives, you know, my only prerogative, the best, thing, I, the best thing about my female prerogative is that I get to have a little, little bit of fun. Meanwhile, I'm over here, my prerogative to do what I want to do, yeah, my prerogative. Which, I mean, we know that's a fucking tale as old as time, huh? I make more money than you, <laughs> my prerogative. Yes. You got another one? You're not allowed to get an abortion. It's my prerogative. <laughs> We're rolling back Roe v. Wade. My prerogative. Oh, God. It's so depressing. I will vote for him again. My prerogative. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because I do what I want to do. Meanwhile, yeah. the women are just like, can we just have a little fun? I just want a little, <laughs> fucking, a little bit of fun, the hostages in the corner. We just want to have a little oh, fun. <sighs> and it's like, I don't even know what fun is at this point, but. Shania says that's the best part of being a woman. Yeah. So I'm just gonna. Well, for go Shania, with it. it's like you can wear like a tailored um, tuxedo, like a form-fitting tuxedo, <laughs> and dance in a desert in a uh, in like a uh, convertible. Yeah, uh, I she's think going out tonight. She feels all right. right. And yes, I'm singing in the third person as Shania about Shania. Gonna let it all hang down. Out. Hun, get your hands out of your pants, please. Hun, this is how I think. <laughs> this is how I think. Mind your beeswax. You're just holding your junk. Because I was just about to respond with another Bobby Brown line. Okay. But I don't have it now. It's gone. Oh, sorry. Keep fondling yourself. I'm sure it'll come back. Um, any other thoughts? Well, <laughs> let's move on. Let's talk about real shit. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. Because people have turned this off already. <laughs> Nobody wants to confront the truth about the gender dynamics. Well, let's talk about this. We were just at the dog park looking at all these beautiful dogs. Yeah. Great show out there. Two, that's our second dog show this week. That's right. Because, ladies and gents, we this podcast is coming to you real time. When you hear this, we will only have recorded this yesterday. So wow. we're coming off of Thanksgiving right now. That's right. So we saw the dog show at my mother's house mm -hmm. on TV yep. with John O'Hurley just repping the broadcasters of America, <laughs> making us proud with his what? color commentary on the dog show. And then today we just walked over to Maria Hernandez Park and saw the most beautiful dog show. Because uh, one, the bigger dog park was had been rained out. There was a puddle. It's a flood. So it had been flooded. And uh, so there was a bigger pull into the small dog park. A lot park. of talent. A lot of talent. Big, medium, mm -hmm. small, all... Mig all races. A beautiful melting pot. Yeah, actually. so all races of dogs were present. I think I saw a cat in there somewhere. Um, no, because all those dogs would have been dead if that was the case. That mm. cat just would have been going through slice and necks. Yeah. Slice and <laughs> yeah, in Bushwick, the cats are uh, they fend for themselves. Oh, I saw a dead one on the side of the road the other day. It was horrible. Mm. Anywho, um, 
So we were saying every time we talked about a dog, we were like, oh, look at him. Look at him. I what o- about I him? I do. I always gender dogs and I don't try very hard not to. Why do we gender them? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Is that society or are we taught that dogs are boys and cats are girls? Yeah. I mean, I think that there's like a long history of gendering dogs and cats. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that history is, but I do think it's long. Yeah. And that's what I have to say on it. <laughs> I mean, what if ZZ Top wrote a song about the legs of cats? Maybe it's just like cat, pussy. Yeah. There's like that. Yeah. Word association. Fangs. The and hissing. Cats, it's like cat woman. Like obviously it must go Feline, further feminine. back than that. Feline, I'm sure it's like feminine. based in Egyptian mm. something. Canine. Man. <laughs> What's the canine? You know, barking, bark like a dog. Man association. Rough, yeah, rough. Well, and then also dogs were always called man's best friend. Mm. Not woman, mm. but man. People's best friend. Uh, Their best friend. Oops, sorry. Don't, let's not click pens around <laughs> here. We're trying to make a professional <laughs> podcast. I forgot where I was. We. Um, I was just, I was just raising the point that you were misgendering dogs and uh, I just want to throw you under the bus a little bit. Yeah, throw me right under. To, get you to be a little bit more conscious. We should be calling them they because we don't know. Yeah, they, th- we should be asking them, what's your preferred pronoun? Well, it's the same thing with like babies and stuff too. Like when people just go in so hard yeah. on like gendering their babies. Or Ugh. when or when you say to the baby like, "Are you? do you have a girlfriend yet? It's weird. I was yeah. actually just listening to my favorite podcast, Throwing Shade. Throwing Shade. And they were talking about how... Uh, something political relating to how, uh, you know, conservative people are always saying how gay people are going to sexualize their children Mm -hmm. and like straight people sexualize their children all the time. Like they're doing it nonstop. So like that was their point that it's like actually gay people I'm sure are guilty of this, but like straight people are really guilty of this shit. Yeah. I mean, gender reveal party, please. Or like, don't ever invite me to one of your fucking gender reveal parties. I'm telling you, if I lose friends over this, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like, oh, looks like little, little Thatcher might want to marry little, little, um, um, Alicia. <laughs> Nastasia. Nastasia. We have an intern now yeah, on we the do. podcast, Nastasia. We've rescued her from Russia. She's mm-hmm. staying with us. Um, she lives in a crate. Yeah, I mean, it's she's leveled up. Yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. And she's doing a lot of hard, good work for us. She's an incredible worker. She's taking, she's our stenographer mostly. Um, Nastasia, could I get a cup of coffee? I'm falling asleep at the table. Thank you. <laughs> Nastasia! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Nastasia. Uh, well, there have been big changes, though. Three months of no podcast. What's happened in these three months? Yeah, let's you, refocus. You are a yoga teacher now. You just taught another class just yesterday. I did. If, I did. if people want to come take a yoga class with you, <laughs> where do they go? How do they find out about it? Um, you can always follow me on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. Ross Aaron Styles. <laughs> um, and I always post when and where I'm teaching mm-hmm. on there. Also, check your stories. Check my IG stories. Um, I am keeping the handle Ross Aaron Styles for now. I haven't decided to start a yoga Instagram mm. yet. Mm-hmm. I want to keep going in this voice, but I'm afraid people. I need to be authentic. 
I've got to be me. And you're being silly. That is I you. Love, but I do love, uh, I can get a little self-deprecating. You want to self-deprecate. You want to, you want to express that you have shame about your reliance on social media. And that I'm a dime a dozen of stylists turned yoga teachers. <laughs> Social worker and, turned stylist turned yoga teacher. I think rich. there's a lot of us. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but there's worse things to be certainly. Um, and you're acknowledging it. You have a, you have a, uh, consciousness. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, okay, everybody. I'm just trying to bring a little bit Okay, everybody. I'm just trying to teach some yoga today. So <laughs> cool and getting your child's pose. <laughs> We're going to stay in this child's pose for about getting an hour. Because I'm exhausted and I'm wasted. Now I need everybody to count back from 10 <laughs> until you fall asleep. I had to, I had to describe child's pose and happy baby yesterday for the first time ever. And it was challenging. To people that didn't, never did yoga. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, all right, go to child's pose. Like, yeah, like. I just had to, sh- like, the best thing I could offer was demonstrating it. But I, I found some words, but it was an interesting uh, mental moment mm. where I was like, how do I explain this thing that everybody just usually knows what to do? I guess I would say sit back into your haunches. <laughs> I'd say you're going to want to haunch back. <laughs> you're going to haunch yeah, back. Get, get into your haunches and bend forward um, and I put think your the move, forehead on the mat. The move usually is to say hips to heels. Mm. Yeah, haunches. But engage, th- engage your haunches. Like sitting... Doesn't that make sense though? Hips to heels. Like sit back, bring your hips to your heels, bring your chest to the ground, stretch your arms out in front of you. I will say there are some things that you say them and it's just what to do. And I'm still confused. Like when it's like uh, knees, chest, chin, you I'm like, I'm like, uh, I have to like think about it extra. I know. I, I've heard that from other people too. And I get like that too when people are teaching class to me because there is some like it's a weird connection of like like, trying to interpret words into your body is kind of challenging like talk about my my haunches my ham hocks talk (laughs) about my club foot like tell me what to do with those body parts you know are you gonna want chicken wing over onto your left side so i'm teaching at a new studio off of the montrose l train stop Mm -hmm. called swan's nest swan's nest on saturdays at 1 p.m it's a boutique yoga studio very cute place right next to uh, an adorable vintage store and dough donuts down the street. Dough donuts right down the street. And what you want to do is bookend your yoga practice with a donut before and after. Sure. I would encourage that. I mean, they're vegan, so it's like, like yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm teaching there, and I would like to teach other places as well. And I just got to shout out to your classes for having really rich musical tracks and backing. Oh, you thank put so you. much effort into your DJ set, and it's great. Thank you very much. A lot of good tracks. I got some good feedback uh, from some strangers that have come to a couple of my classes that made me feel really good. This one guy, he was like, that first class where you just played Radiohead, I was like, you appreciated that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's one person. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. And that's one person who was brave enough to say something to you. That means other people felt the same way. It's true. You know? Yeah. That's what I tell myself after a show for like 80 people when I only get one nice thing sent to me afterward. I'm like, Other people must have felt that way. 
Well, we have to do that because otherwise our brains will just like take us into a dark spiral yeah. of your piece of shit. Why yeah. are you even bothering doing any of this? Yeah. Give I'm, up, jump out your three foot story. Your three foot story? Yeah, your three foot story <laughs> clubhouse that you built in the woods behind your parents' house and you've imagined as a real And you home. land on your feet comfortably and you say, good night, cool world. <laughs> Tomorrow's a new day. I'm off to bed. <laughs> Honey, what have you been up to? Tell, oh, tell us my what you've Lance. been doing. <laughs> I had a breakup, a professional breakup. Oh, I was like, what? I no, you, but we're, no, together. But no. <laughs> we're together. We're together. We're together. I was like, Fuck. we are together. Uh, I've been traveling the country, putting mm-hmm. on my show, Punchline Drunk, colleges. If you're listening, you want to hear a an hour of comedy and storytelling about substance abuse, feel free to uh, call my agent, okay? Um, uh, He's got an agent. Thank you so much. I don't directly book. No, he does. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Just kidding. Yeah, I'll, I'll book too. We could work <laughs> something out. Uh, yeah, a couple of those shows, lots of comedy going on. And yes, this, this professional breakup occurred and uh, I feel this powerful closure around it. Mm. Uh, mm. I, there was, it was a hard decision to make and uh, this is this is my other podcast with Tristan Smith called uh, The Comics Table. Yes. Uh, we did 40 episodes and our 40th episode is us processing our breakup. Wow. Uh, I don't know when that's going to hit the, the airwaves. but Probably uh, 2020. Yeah. Uh, but it was actually really a really good talk. We got to just kind of like celebrate the good times, um, talk out our differences and... Uh, you know, he's a guy who, you know, he's, he's a great guy who's helped me a lot in my career. And, uh, you know, it's a, it was, it was a bummer to kind of have to officially end that. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- these are hard things we have to do as adults sometimes. And it's all the work that you've done on yourself that has allowed you to see when such things need to take place yeah. and not just stick out a relationship or a situation that is not working yeah, for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, In the most, you know, loving way possible. Yeah. Yeah. No character assassinations necessary. No. Um, At least not on air. Oh, we'll sign up for our Patreon where we talk so much shit. <laughs> that, that would, would be, be a fun, genius. but very toxic. Yeah. Just like naming names, yeah, taking names, just like dropping it all, taking inventories, all the shit that you do behind closed doors with your partner that like you would never want other yeah. people to hear. We're like, we're putting it on Patreon. We're like, if you want to check out our Patreon, see how we really feel about Shania Twain. <laughs> see how we really feel about Frank H beard from ZZ top. Oh, you son of a bitch beard. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I was at a party with that motherfucker and he pinched my girlfriend's ass. And I said to him, don't ever do that again. I I'm going to rip that fucking beard down to your fanny right out your fucking face. Yeah. That's, what I, says, like, that's what I says to him. Yeah. I, so I says to him, I'm going to rip your beard <laughs> off. And he says to me, he says, well, I can't let you do that right now because I got to go to my KKK meeting. That's right. ZZ Top, a bunch of racists. <laughs> Give us five more dollars on our Patreon. Next month, we'll let you know what we think about Shania Twain. Just to be clear, we don't have a Patreon, but maybe one day, right, hon? Yeah, we're gonna, so we're gunning for some advertisers. If you'd like to advertise on Who Cares, you know, we'll put your ad for um, men's products right after the part where we shit on uh, men and uh, we talk about. Well, or if you're a progressive feminist male business. Brind? 
a brain who, who wants equality what is your and brain? understands that the matriarchy would benefit us all, then we'd be happy mm-hmm. to support you in your business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wow, a lot of promotions today. Uh, I think that's because we... We had a meeting. Yeah, we had a business meeting a about business. this podcast. <laughs> we had a meeting, a summit, yeah, as our couples he, therapist yeah. called it. Yeah, we brought th- this podcast and the business around it into couples therapy. We were like, we've got to set some goals. Yeah, let's get some goals. Let's get some structure. Because it's been three months, as yeah. you all know. Yeah. And we've been meaning to record for that entire time. Yeah. And... Time is just fucking sand through the hours. Hourglass over here. It, yeah, it's sand through your fingertips, through the hourglass, yes, through the yes, toes on your yes, feet. It's just yes, slipping yes, away. Yes, Time is yes, slipping yes, yes. into the future. It marches on. We're slowly <laughs> approaching our graves. <laughs> and we would like to talk about life. You started now dying. And then. You started dying the moment you were born. Just to be clear. Yeah, you know, <laughs> make the best of it. What are we doing right now? Let's turn this off. Let's go. Love each other. Let's get out there in them streets. I've got legs. I know how to use them. (laughs) (laughs) And I use them by doing yoga, by walking, by... By by taking taking yourself to the library where you enhance your intelligence. Because you're an intelligent person. That's right. Because I've got a brain and I also know how to use that yeah. beard. Oh, you heard? Let's rewrite this song. She's got brains. Okay, let's not diverge. <laughs> she knows how to use it. So them. we were in couples therapy having, beginning our business summit. Yeah. Discussing that we needed to have a summit of sorts. And uh, we did a lot of goal setting. A lot yeah. of uh, verbal vision boarding. Yeah, verbal vision board. And, the VVB. Um, the old... <laughs> Oh, me, me, me. And uh, yeah, which is very uncomfortable. Uh, Well, it's less uncomfortable for me, but it comes a little more naturally to you, Mm -hmm. I would say. But that's, you know, that's the yin and the yang of Ross and Patrick. Yeah, like we are, we are, um, we're oppositional forces sometimes. It's true. We're, uh, we're complementary colors sometimes. Ooh. Uh, we're kind of supplementary angles of a triangle. Oh my God. Have people turned off? We are. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we are two sides of the same coin. So we sat at this very table mm-hmm. where we're recording. Yeah. And we were like, this is what I see. This is what I want. This is what will make happen. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, what are the goals? What are the short term goals? What are the short term actions? Yes. What are some action items? What are some action items? We have a marker what are some board on our door. We have an, a marker board on our door that sometimes we write sweet nothings to each other on. <laughs> sweet nothings. Meaningless nothings, but they're sweet. It's like, hey, hon, love you. Bye. And we leave it up there for about six months. Six to eight months. Yeah. Yeah. We have a po- we have a sweet nothing post-it note on our bedroom door that's been up there for two and a half years. Is it that long? Well, it's from when we bought the car, that which is, was two that summers ago. That is cute that we just left it there. Yeah. It's a and decoration. also it says, we think it's sweet. It must horrify other people. It says, <laughs> you're going to have to do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> which, out of context, is weird. It is weird, but... But that's just a funny catchphrase we had. But we just Hey, maybe it. we'll sell t-shirts that say, you're going to have to do better, better than, than that. that. That is good. Maybe we got to have a better bit. You know, we'll re-record this episode and you fuckers <laughs> will just have to like it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we uh, Oh, so now that marker board, my point about the marker board is that we have our 
upcoming episode plans on there. So today, what you're hearing now is a episode with Ross and I. We have a cool guest we're going to interview tonight for another episode. That's right. Next week, we've got somebody booked for that Sunday. That's right. We are booked up. We're cooking with gas. We're so, trying to get them fucking listeners, trying to get them fucking advertising. Subscribe, rate. Just because, give us a five store fucking rating. <laughs> okay. Because here's the deal. We would love to do this for a living, right? Yeah, yeah. As part yeah. as part of our living. Yeah, we're going to go on tour. We're Sustainable gonna, and profitable. We're going to entertain. We're going to educate. We're going to share. Yeah, we want to talk to people. Yeah. We want to connect. We want to help where we can, but not impose. No. Not impose. Guide. Suggest. Gentle suggestions. You take what you want. You leave the rest. Relate. That's right. Vibe out. Bro. We're just looking to vibe out. <laughs> Guys, welcome to Who Cares About Ross and Patrick? Who's Who came here to vibe? Brogan Donahoe, man. If you came here to vibe, click that subscribe button. Oh, horrible. <laughs> we definitely don't want to be those people, but listen. This podcast, this episode's turned a little bit into it, but that, you know what? We've got things That's to okay. talk about. That's okay. Let's just hold hands. Okay. This will calm us down. We're also just like getting back into our groove. It's been a while. It's true. We're knocking the and rust it's like, off. What a house of horrors, truly, <laughs> the world. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so I think that that's also played into us being real about the fact that we would really like this to be something that we work on mm -hmm. and build because, I mean, literally, time is running out. Yeah. Like, yeah. Shit is on fire. Shit is flooding. Like. And there's so many frustrations and scary things going on. It's that really horrible. If we can be a sort of comfort food, we'd like to be your macaroni and cheese. <laughs> we'd like to put a couple pieces of bacon in there. Although Ross can't have the bacon. I'm vegetarian. You, you have like fully become vegetarian. You didn't eat any turkey this. Uh, First holiday season. No turkey. However, if I had been really hardcore, I wouldn't have had the stuffing because the stuffing was cooked inside of the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, well, my options are fucking limited here. So I'm just going to take the win yeah. for not actually eating the meat. What a delightful Thanksgiving we had. Oh, tell us about I it. I really hun. enjoyed it. Tell us about it. We, just you and me, my mom and her husband, Bill, my father, Stepfather Bill. My father in step. My father in step <laughs> Bill. The four of us, small gathering, uh, mm -hmm. just enjoyed some really good food. You cooked an amazing hearty, hearty vegetable Thank salad, you. Thank uh, you. cold salad, and a hot roasted vegetable platter. That's right. Uh, you were up all morning just like chopping vegetables, peeling you helped, vegetables. You helped significantly. Team effort. Anyway, we went up to my mom's house and I, I was sort of expecting like, this is going to be weird or sad because my siblings are, you know, my sister's working. She's upstate in Albany. My brother's out in Denver with his new family. And uh, it turned out to be such a nice time. Yes, it was. It and was then, really nice and easy. Yeah. And like, and then we watched the dog show that my mom recorded for you on DVR. Which was literally like the nicest thing. Your mom remembered that I love the dog show that comes on after the parade, yeah. the parade. And, uh, parade. and she DVR'd it. And I was like, a part of me was like, why didn't you tell me this? As soon as I walked yeah. in the door, <laughs> why are we even sitting here looking at the fucking Yule log when there's mm. DVR dog show mm. on? Okay. When that's something we all can get behind. Yeah. You know, but I just thought that was so kind. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, we chilled out and talked about dogs, which like, great. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we went over to my dad's house where he, you know, there's a big house with several apartments and it's him and my aunts and their husbands and they're playing apples to oranges, heated game going on. We heated. Meet, meet my dad's girlfriend. My dad is hidden because he's napping on the floor of the dining room next to a heater like a damn cat. Tis the season. Uh, but we had so many laughs, such a good time. Just you and me traveling alone. We, we drove up in the morning from the city and then we had to drive back at night. But it felt like nothing. One single contained day. And it was just such a, I don't know. I loved seeing as many people as we could. Obviously we didn't see everybody, but you know, we just did what we could and it felt good to connect with people. Had a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs. Even Bill was cracking jokes. It was good times. It was great. Uh, good times, great oldies. But what about the Thanksgiving that I wanted to say? Uh, no meat. Ooh, it's going to be good. Oh, I'm just thankful. You know, I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. It's so sweet. Yeah, it's so sweet. And uh, in this house of horrors that we call 2018, it's uh, it's nice to have a few moments. Um, of peace, tranquility. And I mean, honestly, you know, we're experiencing peace and tranquility Far more than uh, many others, certainly more than uh, domestically our friends in California. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I was just thinking about all the, it's like a new shit show every single day Mm -hmm. and just feeling so powerless. Multiple shootings this week. Yeah, I mean it's fucking relentless. And we were we were saying uh, we should start a spoof news channel called uh, or news show called hellscape news good evening everybody welcome to hellscape news but it's like not even a spoof though (laughs) it's just what's going on yeah they should just call it that on cnn i mean fox news is 100 percent hellscape news but you uh you provided a lot of serenity and you contributed to a lot of peace in your own home these last few weeks Yes. Do you want to mention that? That is true. I was a bit of an angel. We all have ways (laughs) to step up and um, kind of oppose those forces, those negative forces that come in. There's small things we can do to kind of... Well, and I guess that's what I'm getting at too in this holiday season where when you know what's going on domestically and internationally, it can feel like everything is meaningless Mm. or at least that's how I can get like that. Everything is garbage. (laughs) And, uh, so by doing yoga, teaching yoga, trying to be helpful to friends and loved ones that at least feels like some small way of giving back to the community in which you live in. Yeah. And like, you know, that's like an old timey, like business, uh, I think it's a business concept of like, if you focus on whatever your immediate sphere of influence is, yes, that kind of ripples out. There's a ripple effect. So I mean, take care of your side of the street. I fucking hope so. I certainly feel like there's a lot more that I could be doing and I'm wanting to investigate that, but it's a journey, man. It's a journey. Uh, we're just at the beginning of it. We're yes. regrouping on our journey with you, our listeners. We appreciate you coming back. Yeah, so I took care of my dad because he got his prostate out. Say that again. <laughs> you, you went back to that drunk yoga like, character. 
Yes, I took care of my dad because he took us. Wait, you want me? You want me? And then see some. Yeah, so what, you went up um, to your hometown for a, a week there. What, what yes, was going on? Yes, the week before Thanksgiving, I went to good old New London CT, baby. That's Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Tropical New London. Yes. Oh, man. Nothing but sunshine and palm trees. Um, where my father, unfortunately, was diagnosed with very early stage uh, prostate cancer. So he was up at Yale. Because mm-hmm. that's where um, Connecticut people go for um, good medicine. Mm-hmm. Yale Hospital. Yale Hospital. Not the university, but affiliated with OVS. Uh, and um, yeah, he just got that thing taken right out. Plucked out. Plucked right out through uh, six small robotic incisions in his stomach. Just like laparoscopic robot arms. Yeah. Really weird. Do they, and they're all in there simultaneously? No idea. Huh. Uh, had a catheter. Interesting experience. Yeah. Um, That's a tube that goes in the penis. You pee out of it. Yeah, right in there. Um, so I was, you know, doing a bit of this, a bit of that. <laughs> uh, not to be confused with a colostomy bag, which is for... Solids. Numero deuce. Solids uh, only. So it was only a urine situation that uh, needed to be attended to. So I would help empty that bag, which was attached to his leg, which is a very humanizing experience, I find. And I will say to my dad's credit that he handled it very well. He was not, he wasn't feeling overly embarrassed or shy. I think he was just kind of like, well, this is the fucking deal. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, a week prior to this, he was like doing a yoga class with me. So it's like, he's a fairly healthy yeah, fit, he's a fit person. Guy. So it's not, this is his first experience in this realm of surgery. And well, we're getting to that age where we are now going to have to take care of our parents. Yes. And, and it felt just like a little drop in the bucket of that. Yeah. It's like, are we ready for that? Emotionally, probably not. But uh, I do think I possess the skills that are required to just be helpful. Yeah. Borderline overbearing, (laughs) but helpful. And also so many things in life that it's like, are you ready for that? It's it's actually doesn't matter whether you're ready for it or not because you just get ready when it happens. Yeah. And you just jump into uh, a switch gets flipped and I feel lucky that my parents really trust me and respect my opinion and even though like we all give each other a hard time about how we handle things sometimes like I know my mom was like very kind and kept saying how grateful she was that I was able to be there and that she just literally did not have to worry about it because I was there and that was very kind and it feels good to feel useful yeah. And helpful. Like that I could take that anxiety away from her, which if I had not been there, she would have most certainly had mm-hmm. was really nice to be able maybe, to do that. Uh, maybe yoga will lead you to nursing school and you'll become a nurse. Fuck no. <laughs> However, I was talking with um, my friends, Kim and Heather, who don't listen to this podcast. So fuck them. Do they really? They don't? No. That's okay. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. Um, I think Heather's listened to one maybe. And Kim struggles with podcasts. It's like too distracting for yeah. her. 
I get it, ladies, but also fuck you. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody knows them, just make sure to tell them fuck you. Go okay? fuck yourselves, <laughs> Heather and Kim. Okay. Uh, so after Connecticut playing nursemaid, I went to Boston to see these two lady friends of mine from college and visit my brother who lives there, who is nursing a different sort of um, malady hmm. of uh, heartbreak. He just had a 10-year relationship come to a close. Melody of Heartbreak sounds like a song title from a Radiohead album. Yeah, or like Beach House. Like... It's a melody. Like just play the organ, start that drum machine, Mm -hmm. let's go. (laughs) (laughs) That's your brind. That is my brind. Uh, Stay tuned, Yoga Plays List coming at you, Melody of Heartbreak. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fitness Yoga. Today's playlist, Melody of Heartbreak. (laughs) I want you to get into those spots where you've never wanted to go. Now, we're not doing happy baby. We're just doing dying baby, everybody. (laughs) On your backs. At the very least, crying baby. Now, let me hear those fits. Weeping baby. Hidden Uh, dragon. So, anyway. Uh... Kim and Heather, we were talking about yoga and we were talking about like hospitals, obviously, because I was just coming from seeing my dad in the hospital and um, we were talking about uh, how fucked up um, like obstetrics is. Oh, like uh, like uh, lady parts, doctors. Yes, and uh, giving birth and all of that shit and... Uh, I said something about maybe wanting to be a doula and Heather really jumped on that bandwagon. It was like, oh my God, you should. I was like, it is kind of a perfect job for me in the sense that it's like adver- advocating for women and like getting in people's faces. Yeah, Which you, yeah you, you, kind of, you kind of started saying that you had to do a lot of that at Yale, right? Not a lot of it, but I was surprised that at like that level of a facility that you like still have to advocate for yourself. Like it's one of the best hospitals in the fucking country. He's getting amazing care, but still it's like, could I get a pitcher of water? There's like a lot of soda hanging around here. Uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm just good at, I get really fired up at defending women. (laughs) So I feel like advocating for women in a very vulnerable state is like really my wheelhouse, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe one day she'll be a, a yoga teacher doula, just like full psycho feminist nightmare. Like I mean, nobody wants to be around me. It's like first you grew the armpit hair and now you're like, <laughs> how do I fill these shoes? It's true. What is the person I want to build around these pits? <laughs> it's true. You're like doula, yoga teacher, yeah. poet. Aesthetic felt like, ew, I will never be a poet. Really? Why ew though? I don't really like poetry. At all? No. Ever. No. Wow. It's never been something I've been drawn to. I just like don't connect to it. I was writing in a Barnes and Noble in Florence, Massachusetts yesterday. Poetry? Next to three teenagers from uh, Smith College. We were near Smith College, mm. by the way. Uh, and one of the girls. What is that town called? I think we were in Florence or we were in like Hadley or something. It's something. Northampton. Northampton. Yeah. That's it. That w- it was like all these towns. Yeah. Northampton's like the cool queer there spot. There were so many, not elderly, middle-aged lesbians at our show. Like oh, at the brewery. There was definitely like six or seven lesbian couples. That are we sure that they were, there was no trans representation? Are you just assuming they were lesbians? No, they were lesbians. Okay. Uh, these were, these were like, 
high school librarians. <laughs> Any gender non-binary? I think the I, I there was there's one a person, lot of that going on around there. Yeah, there was one person who I don't want to say. Well, they're not going to hear. It. I think the person working there may have been trans. I between mm. Smith and Hampshire. Yeah. Nobody's binary. Anyway, these girls at Barnes and Noble before (laughs) the show in the daytime, I'm writing in my journal and I'm next to this table of girls. And one of them says, yeah, Sylvia Plath was like totally a racist, definitely a narcissist, but I think kind of a genius. (laughs) And I was like, don't lead with the racist and then end on genius. That's amazing. Uh, and they were like undergrads. Yeah, they were like oh nineteen-year-old girls. I love that. Um, they That's were really, so great. they were really trying to figure out Jack because Jack is an enigma, and he has her number. Who? We don't know. Who we don't Jack know who is. Jack is. They, were not, they weren't talking about Jack Kerouac. No, nope, <laughs> they were just Jack. saying Jack has my number. The ball's totally in his court, and oh. like I cannot figure him out. He's just sort of an enigma. Maybe another Sylvia Plath poem will help. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I like, uh, there's some poetry I really like, but I, yeah, I have a hard time. I mean, we have that. I cried reading you poetry. I mean, what a fucking pussy. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I was on my period that week. <laughs> oh, it was very sweet. That was a hard time. And I was reading you poetry given to us by Heather, who does not listen to this goddamn podcast. even hear us talking about it. Yeah. Well, I will say some of that poetry is beautiful and it is like, occasionally fun to be like, Is it let's read that poetry Pablo together. Pablo Neruda love poems? I believe so. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a bit like something that I have to, I try very hard to accept in myself is that I am somebody that connects much more to a personal tale, uh, a comedic telling of somebody's Emotion. tale. Uh, Emotional vibes from music. Yes. So... I think, and honestly, I love like interesting music lyrics. So it's like set to music. Yeah. I can probably get into some poetry because it like does something else to me in music form. But mm. just reading the written word, I'm like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that there's like present day poets, get a grip. <laughs> <laughs> like just write a blog. I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, move to Portland, open a butcher shop, write poetry. Like, whatever you got to do. Wow. <laughs> wow. You hate just, is gonna hate. Yeah, you, you kind of invalidated a whole art form. I know. For a whole group of people that probably I really... I know. I'm just like... <sighs> I'm thinking of one person in particular who I don't even fucking know, but just like his visual representation was enough for me to just say, fuck all poets. Mm. Fuck all present day poets. No, thank you. Next. Okay. But that's not fair. And I'm not saying it is. I am a person filled with judgment and hate and I've got to work on that. Okay. And also, you know, we are uh, convincible people. So if you're still listening, send your favorite poem to Ross Aaron Styles on (laughs) Instagram.com. DM me, blow up my DMs. Yeah. Um, Send her just, uh, she only goes for the uh, pentatonic verse. However, (laughs) however, if it's like sexy or kinky, you'll get my attention. Oh, the poetry. Yeah, I'll probably be more like sucked in. Like if it was something like, she's got legs. 
Now, she knows how to use them. Now we're talking, yeah. circling back. My hun made a call back. Way to go. Ow! I'm going out tonight. I feel all right. Gonna let it all hang out. Gonna sing you something. Eat a piece of pizza. Gonna head home after that. The, the best thing I'll be at a woman is my prerogative to watch yeah. The Bachelor. That is my prerogative. And don't yeah. fucking shame me, okay? Hey, because you know who comes back in January? Who? Colton. Oh, the bachelor. Get ready to be way. fucking bored off your tits, ladies. Oh, man. Well, he's a virgin, you know. So yeah, he's a fucking un- closeted homosexual virgin, which honestly. Wow. You are really just throwing it out there. You're like, I hate poetry and I am going <laughs> to accuse this man of being a closeted gay. Well, this is the thing. I feel like obviously the bachelor has no. um they have no conscience, right? Like in any way. Yeah. yeah. Like that uh, empire. <laughs> Bachelor Nation the has. Franchise. That franchise has no conscience. Uh, but there is something about like in 2018, somebody who is most likely a closeted homosexual going on live television and sometimes it's live, not always, but going on TV and like just all these people like signing up for this and encouraging this behavior for women to fall in love with this closeted gay. And I just, am I going to partake in it? Yes, of course. Yeah, we but I'm going to be tuned in. But every, I'm going to hate myself for every, it more this time. Every Monday and Tuesday night from January, February, March, you'll know where to find us. Six hours a week. <laughs> on the bachelor train. Well, on that very odd note, should we say our goodbyes for this time? We should. Uh, we are so glad you're back with us. Uh, please please uh, tell a friend if you like the show. And if not, you know, we'll see you next week. We'll see you on the Dime Bye. 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 Maybe that's the ending. It's me being like, bing, 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 bing.